0: Spoken Word, half an hour of poetry and performance. Your connection to Melbourne's grassroots poetry scene. The voice of those of us who have nothing but our voices.
1: You're listening to the Spoken Word program on 3CR. We're proud to be broadcasting from the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and I pay my respect to Elders past, present and emerging. My name's Carmen Main and our guest this morning is Libby Charlton. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here, Libby. It's really nice to be here, Carmen.
0: Loved to see you again.
1: Yes, I know. It's been a little while. It has. Libby and I are old poetry friends. We actually um, cut our teeth in the scene around the same time. I believe you started off at the Dan um, doing the Dan New Poets series a number of years ago. Yes. Well, yes.
0: We've, you and I were trying to work it out. What did we say? I think I've been um, convening... Uh the Dan Poetry, I think it's about nine years. but Yeah, yeah. maybe nine or ten years, yeah, something or like ten. that. Which it is, went
1: really quickly, Carmen. It just went like that. Just like in a moment, yeah, in a moment. It just went quick. And we're actually here not only to share in some of Libby's own poetry, which I'm really excited to hear, but also to celebrate and let the spoken word community know about an event that's coming up at the Dan in celebration of its 25th anniversary. 25 years of spoken word grassroots community poetry where. Everyone is welcome. I think that's so worthy of a celebration and a show. So yes, well, it's amazing, really. I think it's uh, it's uh, it's
0: a huge thing. I mean, twenty five years. There's been so many conveners that have uh, taken hold of the reading and made sure that it survived. I couldn't even give you the list of all the people that have stood and uh, at the Dan O'Connell to run the event, but there's. There's a, a huge group.
1: Yeah, and I think it's a real – it's been the lifeblood and the heart of the Melbourne spoken word scene for many, many, many years In and it's seen other gigs come and go um, and it's sort of been a cornerstone, at least from my perspective, I really feel that.
0: Yeah. Well, it's commu- – I mean, people – the community word is a word that's thrown around now but uh, it really is the people that uh, love to sit in the pub – have a, I mean, it's just such a glorious thing to do on a Saturday afternoon. You can go there, you can uh, get comfortable, you get a beer, you get a wine, you can have some chips or something. For, we have a bistro now.
1: Oh, it's gone a bistro.
0: It's I'm gone a bit bistro. <laughs> so you can do all the things that I love. You can drink, you can eat, and you can sit back and hear people reading their own poetry, mm. which is it's an amazing thing to hear. The person that's actually written it, read it for read it, you, it, yeah,
1: yeah, with that, with their yep. tone, their intonation, that storytelling, yep. it's such an important part, I think, of being um, being a human. Really, we're all about storytelling.
0: Well, this is it, and and uh, you know this little pub in uh, uh, Canning Street in Carlton. I mean, you go there and you really get to see the world. I've had poets coming from um, St Kilda from london from paris the whole world they come i've got a woman a young woman that's coming up uh to feature there this year and she's from brooklyn new york wow i know so i'm going to be rapt to hear what she's got to say about her life and uh the surprising thing is everybody that there's more we're more alike especially in the poetry uh writing world than uh you can believe.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yep. I think our similarities kind of make themselves known in those small Saturday rooms, yes. such as the Dan. Yep. Um, Libby, I would love to hear one of your poems to start off with to kick off the show, if you'd like to share one. Well, I've picked something
0: um, especially for uh, today. It's, a, it's called Johnson Street And it's uh, about this area, so that's why I thought I'd start with this one. And it's about as close as I get to writing a poem about love. Johnson Street. We're sitting in Johnson Street, eating curry, under the lights of a burlesque bar. Johnson Street wakes up when the sun goes down. It changes its clothes to black fishnets and heels. In the light of a burlesque bar, the clubs cuddle around Johnson Street. Security men patrol doorways, pacing at the gateways, shielded in armour, holding the sword of daylight. In Johnson Street, under the lights of a burlesque bar, street art hides concrete blocks. Coloured lights conceal decay. And when the lights go out, and the sun comes up, the clubs and the bars gladly give Johnson Street back to the day. Fitzroy is not easy, but tonight I'm sitting on the high ground, watching the traffic flow past, eating curry in the moonlight under the lights. Of a burlesque bar.
1: Beautiful! What a poem to start with. I can almost taste the curry. I know it's. Um. It was a
0: very. I mean, that's a true. I think it works because it's. It's a true experience, and, mm. uh, you know, it's just about wherever you are in life. You know, your feelings and your emotions. Just. I mean, we were just sitting there, outside a tacky. But to me, it was absolutely beautiful, mm. and uh, the emotion of that comes back to me when I read that poem, and I just think, "Wow, that was a fantastic night."
1: Yeah, and yeah. it's funny. I can I can see myself. I might have been um, in the line to go to the old bar just down the road, but I can see I yeah. can see it's such a visual piece that poem. It was beautiful, such a sense of place. Mm, I like you. that one. Yeah, I like it too. Thank you so much for sharing. Now, we can talk a little bit more about this here anthology launch. I hear it's coming up at the end of August. It is. On the 31st. Mm -hmm. And um, there's going to be – it's not just about the poetry, although that's obviously a really key part of it. It's nice to hear that my understanding is that you've invited some other forms of art in not only for the event itself but in the production of this this anthology, this book launch?
0: Well, the, the, the launch, which is on the 31st of August, is going to be a complete artistic experience. I'm, I've invited the poets. We're just going to have an open mic, so I'm going to get uh, all the poets to get up, particularly the ones that are in the book, and uh, read a piece. Um, I have Michael Avery, who is going to come along and play classical guitar, And the Fire Station Print Studio is going to bring the prints that are in the book. Um, They won't be that expensive, so we're hoping that uh, maybe some of the poets might like to buy the print that's beside their uh, poetry in the book. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're going to put them around the room. So we're going to try and make the room look as beautiful as possible Um, I think it'll be a big – I think it'll be a big afternoon. I really do.
1: Definitely. So
0: wall-to-wall poets, I'm going to just stuff them in that room. They'll be falling (laughs) out the doors, (laughs) hanging out the windows.
1: Excellent. (laughs) Excellent. It'll be great. (laughs) I think it's going to be a really brilliant day and afternoon into the evening. And um, I don't know if you know out there, Radioland, but I've been lucky enough to clap my eyes on a copy of the anthology that little bit early It is a beautifully produced book. I know here at Spoken Word we're really celebrating Spoken Word and the performance aspect of Spoken Word but I think, um, you know, the page is equally celebrated here and I love that you've been able to capture and distill that Spoken Word experience and offer something to perhaps performers who really do like their work to be on the page as well.
0: And that's the thing too because, uh, like we were talking before about uh, performance and page, and uh, I really wanted to do something in our 25th year to for the page poet because it's, it's different, isn't it? You it know? is a little
1: bit, yeah. I yeah. guess you get to um, – there's something around spoken word performance with the immediacy, the journey, the feeling, whereas and you still get that on the page, mm. but it can kind of – brew over time like tea perhaps or you yeah, 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 can savour it yeah. um, so it's lovely to be able to yeah, offer. The
0: performance part is an immediate thing you sit there you hear it um, but with page poetry you get to uh, read it and uh, really devour it.
1: So you're listening to Spoken Word. You're with Carmen and Libby. Libby's going to read her next poem for this morning, Looking Down from My Cloud.
0: Now this uh, poem um, is uh, my... I have a son who's um, 30 and uh, he asked me to go to his house and feed his precious fish. And I was um, um, really... Rap to be asked to do take on this very very important um, event Um, so I walked into his house and uh, turned on the light of the fish tank which has sort of a blue hue that came up to me and this is what I wrote from that experience. Like a god I stand ready at the fish tank. The angel fish is looking up towards its heaven, watching for God to drop food into its world. Fish don't reap or toil, they just look upwards towards more. And the kind, gentle goddess lets the food fall from her hand to the surface and into the world of fish. Lucky, lucky angel fish. Trapped in a cell, kept in generosity, the fish looks upwards, hoping for more. People look upwards, praying for manna to fall from heaven, praying for help, praying for help that won't come from the sky. I know it won't. Children believe it might. Only angelfish know that it does.
1: Mm. I love that piece. That's just beautiful. Thank you, Libby. Thank Uh you. Um. Can I ask, because I am an animal person and a fishy person... How relevant. I, I didn't realise that. Yeah, I've got two goldfish. They're very um, low-key, called Lou and Andy, my yeah. two goldfish. Did did the angelfish have names as well? Well,
0: I think it's just called... I don't think it has really, but I felt very close to that fish and I actually could write some more about it, uh, you know... Um, But the responsibility that my son gave me to, I felt as if it was a very important uh, moment in our relationship that Mm. he was giving me the responsibility to not kill the fish before he got back, (laughs) you know. And I managed to do that. The fish is very happy and uh, is still alive. Excellent.
1: And that's because of your benevolence. Absolutely. As a fish goddess. As a fish goddess. (laughs) No, I knew
0: you'd understand. I do understand.
1: <laughs> yeah. and uh, But, I mean, yes, I perhaps sound a little bit joking, but I definitely do understand. Yeah. And there's such a generosity in your writing in that piece as well. Like I could sense that relationship between you and your son as yeah. well. It's just beautifully put but together. But, you know, like
0: fish kind of, uh, I've almost given this fish, or I believe this fish has a personality. Mm. Like I know where it sits in the tank. Mm-hmm. And it was looking up to see the food cut – you know, mm-hmm. people think f- a fish is – is it, it's a bean and it knows yeah, it things, is. it knows fish things.
1: Of course, just because we don't know fish things <laughs> doesn't mean that the fish doesn't know the things that it needs to know to be the best little fish that it is. Yeah, yeah. so,
0: yeah, it's mm. about um, –
1: Being benevolent and not being cruel to any animal, really. Of course, and extending that out, which you did so beautifully Mm. in the poem. So thank you. In terms of the anthology, you mentioned the printmaker group. Fire Station Print Studio in Armadale. Excellent.
0: Um, Liz McDowell is down there and she has been just wonderful.
1: So have we
0: talked about that? We haven't, have we? No,
1: we haven't really talked about that
0: so they are um, um they're a non for not for profit organization mm-hmm. and they do um they have studio artists down there, they do lino and print, they do live drawings, and they also have a little gallery there where they can show work so that's a little mecca. Of artistic brilliance, mm. like the Dan is for the written word and for poetry, this is for the visual arts. Yeah,
1: and I um, understand they really um, gave a lot in terms of guidance to help put the the anthology together as well. Like,
0: oh yeah, it's been an absolute uh, mission. They've been fabulous. Yeah. Um. And and the other thing is too that they have a uh, Um, for any interstate or anyone that wants to buy a copy of the anthology, the Fire Station Print Studio website in the shop section, you can buy a copy. So, you know, I'd like to tell people to uh, help me to uh, support poets and artists that are living in our backyard Mm. and...
1: uh, you know buy a buy a book yeah definitely if you're interested um, definitely check out the website the website is http the things the slashes www.fps.org.au so fire station print studio if you just google it i'm sure you'll find it um but yeah they've obviously done a whole heap of work alongside you libby and the dan poetry sort of collective to get this anthology off the ground but i do want to acknowledge that a lot of this work has been yours so congratulations and thank you so much for for allowing the dan to have its you know, moment in the sun, 25 years around the sun. It's
0: amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it well, is. 18 artists are in it and 62 poets. I mean, if someone had said to me the day that I walked into the Dan O'Connell for the first time to hear poetry, that I would be sitting here now telling you about a book that I've helped to put together, um, I see around the place, that all these
1: fabulous things were going to happen to me, I would have said... You're dreaming. Mm, definitely. And, and a fabulous MC you are, as well as an amazing spoken word performer. Um, and now you can add this feather to your cap. You, I know, you've Who thought? curated an anthology, you've put it all together. That's brilliant. Yeah,
0: it's amazing. And it all came out of reading poetry on an open mic in Carlton.
1: You're listening to 3CR 855 AM, the voice of the community. 3CR, community radio, giving the voice to the community since 1976.
0: Okay, this poem is about a tree that I found in Paran. Um, Not only do I love fish, I also love trees, which won't surprise you. So this tree exists. It exists um, in a car park in Chapel Street, behind Chapel Street in Paran. Bubble wrap hangs from its branches. Blue chewing gum is stuck to its trunk. Cigarette butts, a beer bottle, a Coke can, lie at the feet of the enchanted tree god of Paran. The drain next to it is full of discarded treats A human rubbish bin, and when it rains, it'll all end up in the sea. Rubbish sent elsewhere. A human way of coping with unwanted stuff. The soil around the tree has had all the richness sucked out of it. It's been stamped down hard by a thousand feet. The tree lives in an island of dirt encased by a concrete border. It hangs onto life between the road and a car park. The tree god has no memory of the time before the car park when there was a small wooden house with a lawn surrounded by trees. Children ran around climbing the tree, sitting in its branches, with charming children's chatter, with games of flight and fancy. Hundreds and hundreds of people pass by the tree god, day and night they pass by, and most never notice, most never see, history encased in bark. And the tree just hangs on, no one cares, for the enchanted tree god of Paran. Sometimes life
1: is just sad. History encased in bark. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It really is and it's just,
0: um, I think where where we are now in the world is that uh, we totally have to notice the nature that's around us and... uh, you know, it's uh, when you... S- I mean, I got. S- I get sad when I see things like that. Mm. I get sad. It's just a little tree down there. But um, it is and always will be to me the enchanted tree god of Paran. And uh, it's still there and it's hanging on through all the rubbish and everything. And that's what nature does, I suppose, yeah, really.
1: It's such a remarkable resilience that nature has despite our... Um our efforts to maybe ignore that, unfortunately, yeah. as people, as a as a big mass of of, of people, we tend to yeah. accidentally look a bit too much inwards and don't actually see the tree gods or yeah. what we're doing to nature.
0: And I think the you know what I'd like to what I what I say to myself all the time is that people think the problem is just too big. You know, we just can't deal with it. And what I want to say in that poem is that it is a big problem. But if you just start with one tree, Mm. you know, that's something, you know. Definitely, yeah. We
1: can sort of get a little overwhelmed and get 15 million steps ahead of ourselves. Yes. But if we just took one step. Just do something. Something. You know. Something rather than nothing. Thank you.
0: All right, I've got one more. One more piece. Let's go with it. Yes. So this one is called Dragon's Breath and uh, it's very cold out there at the moment. Frosty Uh, as. Very, very cold in Melbourne. So I just wanted to remind people, this is moving on from the tree, uh, the Paran tree. Um, This is about um, um, what is it like um, in summer in Melbourne and uh, I must say that I'm getting rather nicked off with those weather people. I scream at my television when I hear the women say, oh, it's going to be a lovely day in Melbourne, 35 degrees. You know, their their attitude towards heat is that it's all fabulous. And then when they talk about rain and sleet and they say, oh, it's going, you know, it's going to be horrible today. You know, it's really chilly and stuff like that. And uh, w- here in um, Australia, I think we have to do a flip on that one and start saying the hideous heat and the glorious, cold, rainy sleet. Mm.
1: Um,
0: so, and the other thing I need to tell you about this one is, you know, when you're a kid and the, the, you, you'd be in your room and you'd, look up and you see things in the dark like um, in my room I've got all these blankets and sheets up on top of the wardrobe and uh, this day when I wrote this particular poem I just looked up there and you know how you see shapes and you yeah, see animals definitely. and stuff like I used like to see the... faces it was yeah really creepy. I, yeah mm. so I looked up there and I saw a dragon on mm. top of my wardrobe so this is about summer in Melbourne and the dragon on top of my wardrobe, which was there, but wasn't there. So here's what happened in the hideous heat of summer. I turned off my bedroom light and that's when I saw the dragon on top of my wardrobe, lying asleep on the sheets and pillows and blankets I had thrown there. In the close heat of that room, I saw the dragon blowing fire at the fan to make the air hot, to try and melt my resolve with his evil hot breath. No lasting relief from the heat that's trapped by these walls. No way to escape, no cold dreams to hide in. The heat has turned my bed into a place of no sleep, a place fit for dragons, the evil sun, the bushfire sunsets of this continent keep appearing and disappearing and appearing again.
1: I love that and I think you're right. We can do a 180 on this summer. Absolutely. 35 degrees and brilliant. Mm -mm. No, no. No, it's not nice.
0: I would even go further than that and almost say that it is un-Australian to, you know, because water.
1: Yeah, we need it desperately. And rain and cold. Won't somebody think of the farmers?
0: I know. It's so important, Mm. so... uh, yeah, that heat
1: thing is just
0: horrible.
1: It yeah, especially when it's been days upon days of that heat. It's awful. Yeah, yeah. And um, thank you for reminding me that sometimes uh, piles of blankets can have a shape yeah. like a dragon, a summer it's, dragon.
0: It's um, it's um, being a child again. Yeah, and, was... and seen and to be a poet, mm. to be a writer you have to have that, you have to allow, you have to be a grown-up, but every now and again, you have to see the world through the eyes of that child that you once
1: were. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, I completely agree, and I think that playfulness came through in so many of your pieces today, really distilled into um, such a beautiful expression of the person that you are, which is just awesome when poetry does that and reflects a little bit of, you know, what's nice and great and awesome about people and gets you thinking too. We've been really lucky to have Libby Charlton here in the studio. Um, She is one of the uh, four MCs at the Dan O'Connell for their poetry readings, which is every Saturday, every Saturday, rain, hail, shine. Hopefully more rain and sleet, (laughs) given that it's winter. Um, And we've been talking so much about the upcoming anthology launch, which is on Saturday the 31st of August. Um, What time is it kicking off, Libby? Well,
0: I usually advertise it at 2 o'clock, so it's 2 till 5. But, uh, you know, that might be a big day. Well, yeah, 2 Two two o'clock in the afternoon. That gives you time to have a really great Friday night, Mm -hmm. Um, pull yourself together Mm -hmm. and
1: uh, get to the pub. Definitely. Just so that you can have a bit of time to get into the space, I hear there's going to be some amazing acoustic guitar, lots of beautiful prints to look at. Obviously, a couple of great poets to talk to. It sounds like it's going to be a beautiful and busy day. So enjoy. I hope to get down there myself, actually. It sounds like an awesome gig. And um, yeah, it's been a real pleasure to have you in the studio today, Libby. Thank you so much for your time and sharing. Thank you. You've been listening to Spoken Word on 3CR. My name is Carmen Main and our guest today is Libby Charlton. Spoken Word is on every Thursday morning from 9 until 9.30am on 3CR. You can find us on your radio, 855 on the AM dial. You could stream us online at 3cr.org.au or you can tune in to our weekly podcast. For more information on Melbourne's grassroots poetry scene and spoken word scene, check out melbournespokenword.com. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned to 3CR.
0: I fall in love too easily I fall in love Too fast I fall in love Too terribly hard For love to ever last My heart should be well schooled Cause I've been fooled Still I fall in love so easily, I fall in love too fast.